I have a, a word from the Lord that God gave to me specifically, and as I preach to you, I preach to me. It was something, and I, I, don't, I don't always uh, preach this text um, or this, this word from the Lord because I, I just don't always feel to do it, but I prayed as pastors and evangelists do, and I asked, Lord, there's other things I'm comfortable with. I, I know where all the points are at, and I just... I said, but really, if you just if you'll tell me what to do, I will. Even though I don't want to do it, I reluctantly do it. And uh, and the Lord kept speaking to me early this morning in prayer. And so I I want to tell you, there's going to be a mighty release of the Holy Ghost in this altar. I, I I'm telling you what I know. It's going it's going to come into this building like a mighty flood. I doubt seriously that I'm able to finish preaching today. And so if I don't get back to the text, it's, it's not because I don't know how to get back to it. It's I don't feel like, I feel like the work of the Spirit of God is going to interrupt this service somewhere during the preaching. And there's going to be a manifestation of glory and power and deliverance that sweeps in this sanctuary from the front to the back of the building. And it won't be because of me It'll be because obedience to the Word of God and that God Himself has stepped into this building and changed the landscape of somebody's life. If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, man of God, for having me. When he got done preaching for me a few weeks ago, my... Some of my great elders ran up to me and said, you were right, you were right, you were right. He was everything you said he was going to be. You folks are spoiled and blessed to have pastor and sister Gaddy. He'd be my pastor if I was here. Amen. One scripture, Matthew 16 and 18, you know it well. Matthew 16 and 18. It says, and I tell you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates, everybody say the gates of hell, everybody say of hell, will not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I want to preach to you for a little while this morning, the guardian at the gate, the guardian at the gate. Would you put your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord, everybody across the building, our guests, our visitors, we raise our hands at a sign of surrender. We submit ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. God, anoint this service, anoint the men and women that are here today, that are in this service, that perhaps they came by invitation or divine ordination of the Spirit. Pray, God, that you touch them, that the preach word of God, the foolishness of preaching, will change them that believe. I ask you, God, sincerely, from the deepest place of my spirit, that you would work, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. It is not by might, and it's not by power, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord one more time. 
Amen. High five your neighbor and say it's going to be a good day. You may be seated. On a sunny day as this day was, the view is absolutely glorious. There is Angel Island to the left. Out to the north there is Alcatraz Island straight ahead. And Treasure Island farther off bisecting the long gray outline of the Bay Bridge. And across the layered hills to the south is that one time and oftentimes glorious city of San Francisco. And there against that bleak Pacific Ocean almost Going into nowhere, if you please, is the iconic Golden Gate Bridge. This bridge, one of the most famous bridges in all the world, it stands as a silent gatekeeper between San Francisco and the Pacific Ocean. When every time people, as they do, they come to California, they say, Take me to the Golden Gate Bridge. Many of my friends have been there. Many of them have walked across it or looked at it. Many of them have taken pictures of it. And on a recent trip, I have a dear friend, Pastor Gaddy and I, Pastor Paul Pamer. He has the wild idea. Let's run across the Golden Gate Bridge. You can look at my body and tell I'm not a runner. Pastor Paul, if he's watching this, takes off like a gazelle through the Serengeti. And I hobble after him like a troll in the woods across that majestic golden gate bridge. There's nowhere like it in the world. If you ever have the opportunity to go and see it from the top or even from the bottom in scope and in size and marvel and also in beauty. There are some 10 million people a year go to the Golden Gate Bridge. They go to take pictures and just to look at it, to behold its wonder and its beauty. Millions have transversed its rows and pursued its pathways. And you can look up at it through those mist towers above and also below it's quite stunning in the day and also in the night in the sunshine and also in the fog it's it's not the london bridge though i have seen that before it's not sydney's harbor bridge it's not even the brooklyn bridge just outside of new york it is the most beautiful bridge in the world Travel magazines declare it. It's also the most photographed bridge in the world. And in day or in night or under the towers, you can see it. And as you stand there and you look at it, the California Historical Landmark has designated this bridge, the one that you are looking at behind me, as one of the seven wonders of the world. They stand in awe and amazement at the glory of man. It is matchless in its splendor. It is the Golden Gate Bridge. It is unrivaled as assembled 
as a threshold that presides over the end of a continent and the gateway to a world beyond. This Golden Gate Bridge is a symbol of humanity's greatness and the technology, the technological genius that it took to design this bridge. At the time of its opening, it was the tallest and longest suspension bridge in the world. This Golden Gate Bridge is 220 feet high. Its towers reach 746 feet. It has 80,000 miles of cables, 600,000 rivets, almost 900,000 tons suspended as it were in thin air. And with all of its glory and all of its human engineering and with all of the beauty that man has designed and orchestrated, it truly is the glory of man's finest achievement. Beyond all of this with these sun-kissed colors, the irony of this bridge is that it has a tragic and dark side. It is the beauty and the beast of this bridge. It is life and death. It is hope and it is despair. It is the best and it also is the worst. It has an evil twin. The irony of this bridge is that it is the most used suicide site in the world. There is this fatal attraction that many are drawn to this bridge. They, they don't go across to the Bay Bridge, who some would call that's the ugly sister of the Golden Gate Bridge. They, they don't go there, but they are attracted to the Golden Gate Bridge. It takes four seconds at the speed of 75 miles an hour with 15,000 pounds per square inch. Ribs snap. The impact tears off shoes and shirts with blunt force trauma every two weeks on average. Someone jumps off of the Golden Gate Bridge. It is the world's leading suicide location. At least 1,200 people have been seen jumping or have been found in the water since the bridge opened in 1937, including Roy Raymond, the founder of Victoria's Secret, and then in 1993, Dwayne Garrett, a Democratic fundraiser and friend of Al Gore in 1995. People go to the bridge when they have lost their dream. People go to the bridge when they have lost their purpose and lost their plans and they have just given up on life in general. They have thrown in the proverbial towel. It's all walks of people. It is young and it is old, it is rich and it is poor, it is educated and it is uneducated. And occasionally there are survivors, survivors that come back to tell the story of what they lived through. I feel like I'm preaching to some survivors in this building this morning. The survivors which are about 5%, about 26 people have survived that jump from the Golden Gate Bridge. This just made it. They just miraculously survived. I, I feel like this morning that I am preaching to some people that you don't look like what you've been through. 
I feel like I'm preaching to some people that have sur- sur- survived some things, that there have been some trauma, there's been some situations, there's been some circumstances, and it's a miracle that you made it in the house of the Lord today. But thanks be to God, you sit here in your right mind, you have survived. Look at somebody next to you and say, I survived some things. I survived some things. On one account, this bridge account, his name was Ken Baldwin, and he said this. He said, I counted to ten. He said, I stayed frozen. He said, then I counted to ten again. He said, I vaulted over the side and I can see my hands coming over the railing. And then I realized as I was in flight that everything in my life that I thought was unfixable was totally fixable. I'm preaching to somebody this morning that your life is not too far gone. That your situation is not hopeless. That the things you thought were unfixable and impossible. I want to tell you on this Sunday morning that God has sent me to tell you that it's not unfixable. That it's not impossible. That it's not too broken. That it's not too destroyed. If God is on your side, then God can rescue you from absolutely anything. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord if you believe that. You are not unfixable. You are not too dirty. You are not too broken. You are in a place that God can put you back together. God can save your marriage and save your family. You are not unfixable. He said, I thought it was, but it wasn't. Everything that I thought was permanent was not permanent. Everything that I was facing that I felt like was never going to end. He said, I did not realize that it was temporary. My pain was not permanent. My delay was not denial. My fate was not final. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. I'm preaching to somebody that staggered into this house with just enough faith to be here. I want to tell you, you're in the right place at the right time to receive a miracle from God. I'm telling you, God is in the miracle working business. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. These people... These survivors have what they described as mid-air regret. Kevin Hines says, I was 18 years old, and I thought that nobody cared about me. I thought my life was going to come to an end. I just couldn't pull it all together. And he said, so I jumped, and after I crossed the fence... My first thought was, what did I just do? 
what did I just do? And on that bridge, I, I, I'm going to help somebody today. Just, just hang with me for just a little while. I'm going I'm to minister to some people that are here today. On that bridge, the CHP has a code because they patrol that bridge daily back and forth and back and forth. And it's the code that they call out when there's a jumper on the bridge is 1031, 1031. We have a jumper on the bridge and coming out of the fog, this officer in adverse weathers when people are at their lowest point, when life has no meaning, officer Kevin Briggs for two decades has talked people off the edge of the bridge. He's talked people that when they were discouraged and despondent and they felt like their life didn't matter and they felt like they were never going to get a break, he specialized in talking people off the edge. He would tell them, come on back to the other side. If I can get you to the table, I can save you from destruction. If I can just get you to understand that your life has hope and your life has purpose doesn't that sound like Isaiah come now let us reason together though your sins be like scarlet they shall be white as snow though they be red like crimson he's called the guardian at the gate I am here to preach to somebody this morning that has been at the edge there's a guardian at the gate that has come to save you and set you free and heal your soul today. I want you to raise your hands right now all across this sanctuary. Come on, lift your voice with me, new life. Come on, lift your voice with me right now. He's the guardian at the gate. He's the guardian that is at the gate in 20 years. He saved hundreds and hundreds of lives. That image of that young man right here hanging over the rail. Oh, God. He said, that was me. I was convinced. I was going to throw myself over the rail, but his voice made me stop. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. There's a voice that'll make you stop when you want to throw your marriage away and your ministry away and your calling away. He said, I heard a voice and somebody reached over the rail and they grabbed me by the hand and they pulled me back to safety. I tell you, there's a voice that can make you stop. Somebody throw your hands in the air right now. Somebody throw your hands in the air. I feel like this morning I'm preaching to people. Come here, Sam. 
I feel like I feel like this is a word from come up here. I feel like I'm preaching to people that you've been standing at the edge. You say, oh, I've never been there. Oh, don't, don't know. I know when I've heard from the Lord. There's people that's been standing at the edge. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to keep fighting for my family. I'm not going to keep fighting for my marriage. I just think, I think I'm just going to give it all away. I think I'm going to walk out of the church. I think I'm done with this. I'm never coming back. And you're standing at the edge. But there's somebody that pulled you back. There was a pastor. There was a church that was preaching. I'll tell you what's happening right now. There's a voice that is reaching for you and your family. And the voice is the voice of God and the voice of the ministry there was a voice that made me stop you ought to raise your hands right now all over this house help me to hear the voice come on I want you to throw your hands in the air right now I want you to lift your voice like a trumpet Come on, raise your hands. Raise your hands right now. Come on, raise your hands. Come on, raise your hands in the spirit. Don't you throw it away now. I know you've been through some stuff. I know you lost some stuff. I know you suffered some stuff. I want you to listen to me. You listen to me. I've been there. I've been at the edge. And I'll tell you what happened. I was at the edge. Are you going to make it? Are you going to survive the journey? Is it really worth it all? You lost so much. You've been, you've been through so much. You've lived through a, a pandemic and loss and struggle and heartache and difficulty. I've been at the edge. And somebody came along and gave me their hand. Somebody gave me their hand. Somebody reached over the rail. You know what I'm doing today? I'm reaching over the rail. I'm reaching for your kids. I'm reaching for your family. I'm reaching over the rail to pull you back. He's the guardian. That is at the gate. Raise your hands right now all over this sanctuary. Come on, raise your hands. Come on, I feel something deep in the Holy Ghost operating. Come on, raise your hands right now. Reach over and pray with somebody beside you right now. Right now, I want you to pray with somebody beside you. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. This church... I know you know how to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, there, there's a release of the Spirit. 
This is a word from the Lord to somebody that thought about quitting this morning. You said this will be my last service. I won't come back after today. I'm tired of fighting and struggling. I'm telling you, the Lord has sent me to reach over the rail and pull you back. Come on, pray right now. You don't know who's standing in the balances. Come on, there's a mighty apostolic release. Come on, there's a mighty release here. There's a mighty apostolic release. God's reaching for you, sir, ma'am. God's reaching for you. God's been listening to what you've been thinking. God's here. God has heard your cry. God has heard your anguish. God has heard your anxiety, your depression that says it's not worth it. I tell you, you are worth it. Come on, there's a mighty touch of God here. There's a voice. Don't give up. I feel like I'm preaching some faith into somebody. I feel like I'm preaching in the Holy Ghost. Don't you give up. Don't you stop now. Don't you throw in the towel now. Don't you throw away your purity. Don't you throw away your virginity. Don't you throw away what God has done. You've been through too much. You've suffered too much. You've already come through the fire and you've come through the flood. I'm preaching. You hear me? I'm preaching to you today. There's a voice and somebody is reaching over the rail. Come on, I want every hand raised right now. Oh. I'm so. I pray strength into you right now. <laughs> I pray a mighty refreshing. I'll tell you what I feel. I feel like there's a refreshing of the Holy Ghost that's in this building right now. And if you'd raise your hands right now, if you'd stand and raise your hands right now, God would refresh your spirit right now. If you say, I need a refreshing, I want you to stand and raise your hands right now. Stand right now, right now, right now. I want you to say, I need a refreshing. I want you to throw your hands up right now. Right now, we're going to watch the Holy Ghost minister right now. Right now, right now. Right now, right now. Right now, right now, right now. Right now, you say, I want a refreshing. Come on, come on, I want you to pray with passion. I want you to pray like your life depends on it. I want you to pray like your family depends on it. I'm telling you, there's a mighty release of power here. There's a demonstration of Holy Ghost power that wants to flood into this church through all the building and all the sacrifice and all the pandemic and all the wear and tear that goes in.
Somebody's pulling you back over the rail. Somebody's pulling you back over the rail. I want you to listen to me. I'm almost done. Musicians can get ready. I got plenty more to preach. Hear, hear me as a friend. How long are you going to wear that mask? How long? How long? L listen to me. There's a difference between looking the part and being the part. How can you say that? Because I've done it. I've gone through the motions. I've said it with my lips, but my heart was broken in a thousand pieces. I've been to the edge before. Thanks be to God, there was a service where a preacher was preaching or a pastor was preaching. Thanks be to God, there was a church in Cabot that was not here 22 years ago. I look around and I think, this wasn't here. This was a barren land. I think there was a guardian that reached over the rail and he picked me up and he gave me the strength to make it another day. And I feel that same unction of the Spirit today. I do not preach this everywhere I go because I know the burden of the Lord that is on me for this. I beg the Lord, let me preach something else. But there's people in this building that's been at the edge that you thought about taking your own life, that you battled anxiety and you battled depression and you said it's not worth it. My marriage is not worth it. My life is not worth it. And God sent me 3,000 miles strategically to reach over the rail and pull you back and give you enough strength that you can survive and make it and thrive next image there he is today because there was a guardian at the gate there's another guardian that's here who's at the gate it's the Lord Jesus he's standing at the gates of hell it's the church of the living God raise your hands right now right now Right now, there's getting ready to come a mighty refreshing into this place. Right now, I got plenty I can preach, but I'm stopping right here because the Spirit of the Lord is ready to move. Right now, right now. Guests and visitors, you may not even understand what's going on. You think that you just came into another service. Oh, no. Oh, no. Somebody knew you were hopeless. Somebody knew you were discouraged. Somebody knew that you've been struggling. Somebody knew. And so God said, I'm reaching over the rails. I'm going to pick you up.
Now God is getting ready to confirm what I preached. It's time to be honest. I'm telling you how God's getting ready to refresh some of you leaders. Some of you leaders. That pastor has no idea what you're struggling with. God's getting ready to refresh you. God's getting ready to give back to you as you have poured out during the last decade for this church. God has saw you struggling. And the Holy Ghost has sent me to tell you I'm going to pick you up today. You don't have strength to get yourself back over the rail. That's all right. There's going to be something. You're going to feel the life force, the refreshing of the Holy Ghost. It's going to pick you up. If you're in this building and you say, Pastor, I've never felt what I've been feeling. And the load of hopelessness in my life that I have been feeling. That I just don't have the strength to do it another time. I want you to come stand. Quickly, quickly. We're doing this quickly. Because we're going to make several altar calls. Quickly, now, now. Right now, right now. Honesty time. Here she comes. Come. It's time to be honest. Listen, I'm 52 years old. I do not play games in the spirit because I don't have enough time. Come on down, sister. We're going to do this together. Come on down. There's more. They're going to come. I appreciate your courage. You say, I'm weary. I need a refreshing of the Lord. Come. Come on. Come on. There's somebody over here to my right. You're not coming yet, but you need to. Come on. Quickly, quickly. Come, sister. Come. It's going to be family time. There's going to be several waves of the spirit that get poured out in this service. Come on, come on down. Sister, we're so glad you're here. Look at me. Look, you're just like me. Okay? There's no difference. There's no difference. God's going to work a miracle in your life today. Come quickly, quick. Come on down. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come down close. There's going to be a mighty release of the Holy Ghost. Come on, come down. You say, I, you say, I need a refreshing of the Spirit. Come down. Come, come down, come down. There's going to be several waves of the Holy Ghost. You've never been baptized. You never, you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come. When the Spirit gets ready to move, it's going to sweep. Come close. I need you. There's going to be more. Take one step forward. We're all, I'm not, we got plenty of time. Come, come gather in. Now we're going to wait a minute because I, I feel the gifts of the Spirit operating and I know there's some more here. And the Lord wants to, the Lord wants to heal you right now. I'm going to give you an opportunity to come down. There's, there's a couple of families, husbands and wives that need to come. The Holy Ghost, you need to come stand as a husband and wife in this altar. You've been battling, you've been fighting, there's been words thrown around the living room a little too casually the Holy Ghost wants to heal you today come come quickly come quickly come quickly I'm going to give you 10 more seconds to come because this is how serious I feel that God is going to work in here you got 10 more seconds to come to the altar if you want a refreshing of the Lord to come on you your mind your spirit your body it's been a long time. Anxiety, depression, thoughts of self-harm.
God's going to break all of that off of you today. I believe that in the name of Jesus. Anxiety for no reason. Panic attacks that suddenly, unexpectedly just come upon you. You didn't even see it coming. You were just driving down the road and you begin to weep uncontrollably. God is going to refresh your spirit. The Holy Ghost, the comfort. Listen, if it's not a comforter, then let's stop preaching that he's a comforter. Come, everybody just take one step forward because I want to be able to see who's in the altar and who's in the pew. Pastor is not here to hurt you. I've been sent by God to help heal you. Now I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. The refreshing of the Lord like was in the book of Acts is going to move to this altar. You're, you're, going, to feel, you're going to feel weights and loads that get lifted off of you. They, they're going to lift today. Where you had hopelessness and despair, there's going to come a peace. There's a peace of the Lord is going to come upon you because you're God's people. Don't jump. Don't jump. Don't jump out of your calling. Don't jump out of the church. Don't jump out of the ministry. I know you got chaos going. Don't jump. I'm begging you, don't jump. Don't throw it away. Not now. You're too close to a breakthrough in your life. Now, right now, raise your hands. The Holy Ghost is going to come right now. Come on, open your mouth right now. Open your mouth. I want you to cry out to the Lord right now. Come on, lift your hands, lift your voice. Say, I believe that. I call on the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, right now, in the name of Jesus.